Hey Google, play the Superhero Slate podcast. Okay, playing the latest episode of Superhero Slate. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, dip your toes into some Aquaman movie tickets, Mike. Mmm, chilly. Yes. We've got a week full of movie trailers, surprisingly. Mm, not- and hopefully a very uh, very specific one coming out soon. Yeah, it was not <laughs> one that uh, we, we, we hoped would come out this week, yeah. for sure. Um, and also, can Titan Publishing clear up the MCU timeline for us, Mike? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> and more. And more. So, um, uh, we are going into this episode uh, off the off the heels of a holiday weekend here in the States, uh, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. So, uh, Chris, so what, did, what did you get up to? Did you have any friends and family over, and did you spread the gospel of any sort of superhero-related uh, news to, to them? Yeah, so um, on, on Thanksgiving every other year, I get to see my cousin Gavin, <clears throat> who lives mm-hmm. in Evansville, Indiana. Um, and we meet at his mom's and, um, he is a big comic book person and, and yeah. superhero person. Uh, I mean, Iron Fist is, you know, is his favorite Spider-Man. I mean, we, we, we get together, everyone else just clears the room cause they know we're only going to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I, 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 this week I had some time, um, some, some free time in the evenings. I went through and kind of rearranged my office a little bit and tried to get rid of some things, you know, I hadn't been using I'm like, oh, this was cool, or yeah, I really wanted this at the time, and I'm like, I've never really opened, like, this, a certain Lego sets or stuff like that, and, um, he's got, he's got a young kid, I think he's, like, six, maybe seven, um, Mm -hmm. took him, uh, took him some of those stuff, and I'm really excited to see, you know, his reactions. How nice of you. Yeah, I gave him, I gave him his first pop vinyl, um, it's a Venomized Iron Man, uh, he's he's big into that stuff. Um, Spider, he got a Spider-Man Homecoming Lego set. It's really, I mean, the the kid got pretty much Christmas from me, um, <laughs> for that. Um, and, and I gotta, I gotta hang out with him and, and talk about a lot of that stuff there. And then also that night, my brother actually ended up buying a Nintendo Switch this week. Oh, and, cool. Uh, he, he got Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu, and I have mm-hmm. Let's Go Eevee. So we gotta trade those uh those exclusive pokemon that you can only find in each game what are the exclusives between the two i can't even recall from way back in the day what the exclusives were between they've changed them like i i you know what a bell sprout is or an oddish oh of course okay well just making sure i didn't want to assume so (laughs) i have bell sprout he had oddish um he has scyther i have pincer like it's just really random ones like there's like maybe six or seven Actually, now that you say that, I think those were original swappable ones. At yeah. least Scyther and Pincer definitely sounds like the ones that were that were exclusive. Yeah. But that's it, cool. Yeah, so we got we got to play that together, which was fun. Um, he'd beat the game in just like two or three days because he's uh in his down season for work right now. And but uh, we were pretty close in level, so that was a pretty good feeling because we used to do this growing up. You know, like I'd have red or I had blue and he had red, so it was it was very reminiscent of of the 90s growing up see see back in the day when you were a kid you only ever needed one friend 
And yeah. that friend better have had the different Pokemon. If not, you got to <laughs> ditch them and find a new one. Yeah, if they didn't, they weren't your friend. I mean, yeah. as simple as that. Uh, we 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 had a, we had a sublime video game moment at our Thanksgiving. Ours was a, a friendsgiving, so we had a bunch of friends in the area come over, ones that didn't necessarily want to travel for, yeah. for the holidays back home with their family, or just people that came over after their local family dinners to our place. So there's this great moment where we had an equal split of men and women in the apartment, and then just totally organically, without even noticing it, all of the men grouped up in a circle, and we were talking about Red Dead Redemption and <laughs> Spider-Man, and then... We look over and we notice that the women have all grouped up and they're talking about uh, uh, books in their book clubs. So we we all like looked at each other like, oh, it's like we're yeah. kids at a high school dance. We've all we've all sectioned each other off. You, fi- you so found I, what the hot topics were. Of the, yeah, the it day. was the most it was the most organic uh, gender split I've ever seen before. So that was that that was humorous. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And um, Friday was my wife's family. Um, it's a long car ride with my in law, but with my in laws, I mean they're they're my friends anyway. They were my friends before. I I got married so it was it's been it was a pretty pretty good car ride there and then uh, yesterday um one of uh one of mine and rachel's friends they got engaged recently so we we had a little get together here with like six of us um and i actually bought um have you heard of beat saber for playstation vr i i have heard of beat saber it it it, it just came to playstation right it yeah. was a uh, it was existing before that it was it's on computer is like early access for like the oculus and the, those computer vr ones it came to PlayStation with some updates and some new songs this Tuesday, this past Tuesday. And even before we... I played through, like, maybe five songs before we got on the show today just to, to play. Uh-huh. Because you essentially have two lightsabers in your hand and you're swiping at blocks coming at you in certain directions like Rock Band used to do. And it's just a very... It's a good workout, really, if I could be honest. Like, you, you're moving around, dodging, ducking, swinging. It, it's a... I had a good time with that. So if, Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some uh, gameplay videos. Uh, it seems pretty pretty lit as the kids would say yeah yeah there's i mean there's some expert like the only ones i ever see are the expert people who don't miss any notes at all and i'm uh-huh. i'm on hard and i'm like oh man i don't know how they're doing this <laughs> but um i i've got to say it's it's been uh it's been a good time playing that and then also the spider-man second set of dlc came out this week mike speaking of spider-man yeah, I know. I keep seeing it. I like. I beat. You know, I 100 percent of the game. So now I'm just waiting. Uh, I think I'm just going to wait for all three of them to come out, mm-hmm. and then you know, I know they're technically already bundled, but maybe by the time the third one comes out, maybe it'll drop like five bucks or something like that, and I can just get them all. Yeah, it's uh, the second one is a lot harder uh, for someone. Yeah, I I, I kind of breeze through the campaign. I feel uh, the mm-hmm. second DLC it. It's challenging, which I definitely I enjoyed the challenge a little more. Sweet. So we can look forward to that. Mike, uh, did you partake in any Thanksgiving other than Friendsgiving slash Black Friday things? Because I think most people consider that a bigger holiday. This <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, like uh, Black Friday has been like uh, this amorphous like uh, blob that has been changing for the last couple of years, and this is the first year it ever really felt like there's really no distinction between Black Friday, the weekend. And Cyber Monday coming up. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe people will use Monday as kind of like a last-ditch effort to really connect to the Black Friday sales. But it really just kind of feels like a weekend of savings. Uh, We went to a a mall over in Burbank that we typically don't go to. And uh, it was busy the entire entire weekend. And I actually went into uh, a shop that's, like, way up at the third floor, tucked away in the corner. You can barely see it. It's probably, like, one of the worst store locations you can have. But the last time I was there years ago, it was, like, a full-fledged, like, comic book store 
like all of the walls and everything covered in comic books and maybe like a tiny area for kind of like toys and stuff like that. So I went up there for the first time in a long time and it has totally changed to where now 90% of the store is all toys. And then just in the back by like some tables where I think some people were playing... I don't know what card game they were playing, but I overheard them and they were talking about Dragon Ball. So I don't know if there's like a Dragon yeah, Ball there, card game out. There is. There, um, there used to be one actually in the late 90s, early 2000s. I have almost all the cards for it. Oh, okay. And they re-released <laughs> it uh, with some updated stuff um, in the past couple of years. I think I, have a, I went and bought a pack and I was very excited and I got the Krillin deck. And I'm like, to hell with this game. I don't want this. <laughs> uh, so. Throw it out the window when you're driving home. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm like Krillin cards hanging out on the floor. Yeah, so... I mean, if if you know Dragon Ball, that's the last deck you want out of all the Saiyans and villains you could have chosen. So I'm like, well, I'm yeah. I'm done. So, but yeah, at, but you know, the store like this the, this comic book store in general has like totally transformed into mainly a toy store, which I didn't necessarily hate because you know it, it's sad to see the classic comic book store have to like you know morph and you know change. But honestly, I could read all of my comic books either digitally or I'll just buy them on Amazon because they're so much cheaper there. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't really mind if my trades are used too, which makes them even cheaper. So, but it's cool. I like I like these nerdy toys because they had a lot of vintage stuff and they had a lot of new stuff they had stuff like a lot of things like out of a bag so if you just wanted to buy a used toy and they're like these like cool like gundam toys and stuff so we just had a good time walking around looking through like the display cases like i had that toy when i was a kid i had that toy when i was a kid yep i had that one (laughs) so that was kind of cool i mean i'm sure it's like the exact same comic book store um kind of strategy the last time i was in one where i just look at things and i don't buy anything so yeah it was a it was it was a nice little showcase like a more of like a museum for me i'm sure the guy behind the counter would have i preferred buy something but there you go uh, but yeah, no, uh, no, really Black Friday savings uh, on on my under my belt. But we did go to the movies twice this weekend because it is a you know a holiday weekend. So finally got around to watching Fantastic Beasts, which I believe we're going to be talking about at the end of our episode yes. today. Because it doesn't, I don't think we're really the most uh, educated when it comes to the Harry Potter lore. It doesn't quite fall into the superhero category. But hey, we both saw it, so. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it at the end of the show, but I also saw the new uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Well, yeah. Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, you finally got around to watching the first one just like a week ago, right? Yeah, I was I was told I needed to watch this so I could go watch the second one with my wife, and then she got an invite on her day off of work with another co-worker to go see it, and I'm like, well, <laughs> son of a gun, guess I'll, I'll put that on the, on the back burner for a minute, so... Yep, you'll have to just wait a little bit to go see it. Yep, yep. So I did that. Um, I, actually, I actually ended up... Uh, surprise here... Pop vinyls this weekend, Mike. Uh, sales going on. Um, did you? I don't know if I ever showed you this, but there's a Captain America holding Thanos's gauntlet from the Infinity War movie. Remember that? Oh, cool. Um, they put that in a movie moment, so it's like a little diorama of that scene oh, together. That's uh, cool. And, and yeah, it was it was really cool. Now it came out, I think, on Thursday on Thanksgiving at the stores. So uh, we went to our local mall, and I I I braced for the worst. I was like, I do not, I do not like large crowds. I do not like being confined in a mall, waiting for lines to check out, you know, holding my stuff while people bump into you looking around, especially hot topics. Cause they're so small mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, I'm already rubbing up against everybody. Um, <laughs> the mall was probably the emptiest I'd ever seen it at like oh, eight 30 wow. in the morning. We walked in, got those pop vinyls. I bought a gold Gamora, a Chrome gold Gamora and a couple other ones. Uh, from into the Spider Verse, I wrapped up that collection. Mike, I ended up getting all of those, and um, was able to walk out and 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 move on with my day. I was actually really impressed with. 
I guess how efficient it was this year compared. Well, I, to I think you you went like in the eye of the storm because everybody was either showing up super early to get those savings or those cold heartless bastards at Target, which opened up at <laughs> five p.m. on Thanksgiving Day, and then uh, you know and like eight is you know they all passed out by the time eight a.m. rolled around. You were just waking up, so you got in there just in time. I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, maybe everyone went home to nap for a little bit before. We <laughs> but it was a that's that's Chris's time to shine. Exactly. So. It's, it's it's been several days off, but I don't feel like I've gotten actually any any of my own Chris time. You know what I mean? Like to to sit and relax a little bit. So well, I mean, with the holiday week, the the news has been a little light this mm-hmm. week. I mean, I think the biggest thing we got out of the holiday was like a Goku float at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is great. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter share this juxtaposition of two photos of two news articles. One from like way back in the day when Dragon Ball Z was kind of at a fever pitch where it says like the hot new things for kids uh, is is this new extra violent anime with a dismemberment and um, like uh, beatings and yeah. stuff like that and then juxtaposed to a Goku float in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So yeah. I think the title was How Far We've Come. Yeah, and, and uh, my favorite is Al Roker Butcher the names of, of Eevee, the Pokemon. You know Eevee, right? Mm-hmm. He said E-V-E because he, oh, he pronounced no. it weird. Al, what are you doing? You are hip and cool. You went on hot ones. And, and he said, <laughs> uh, instead of Saiyan, Super Saiyan, he said Super Saiyan uh, oh. Goku. So I was like, well, we got something out of this year at least. So <laughs> there we go. But we're not here to talk about Black Friday floats or Dragon Ball Z as much as I want to, Mike. Uh, we're here to talk superheroes. And the first one, I think, is something that I think everyone's just more of a PSA here. Uh, Aquaman movie tickets are now on sale for everybody. Um, and if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can go to adamtickets.com uh, or on the app and get it uh, to see it December 15th, almost a whole week early, and avoid that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse rush. That yeah, you man. See. I wish, um, I don't know if it's specifically just that one date or if it's maybe the whole weekend. Maybe, uh, maybe it's also open on Sunday. Mm. Uh, I should, I should go check because you need to like download the Adam's ticket app. I believe I can pull it up right here. Uh, what, what you, yeah. what you go on with whatever you were yeah, saying? Yeah, give it a shot because, uh, uh fortunately slash unfortunately, um, the December 15th is when we'll be celebrating my wife's birthday mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't very well indeed plan an Aquaman showing on oh. her birthday because she was, uh, she was sweet enough to not, uh, to miss fantastic beast the weekend it came out for my birthday. So it seems like every year our birthday, Birthdays are landing on big movie franchises, so <laughs> that's a good problem might, to have. Yeah, so I might have to go see. Uh, I might have to go see Aquaman with the rest of you uh, schlubs out there. But I think this this kind of partnership is really crazy. Uh, there's kind of been like this secret war between Amazon and uh, Walmart this holiday season, where they've been battling back and forth for online internet um, retail supremacy. So um, like now, like uh, uh, Amazon Prime was just like, hey, guess what? We're going to give every Everybody a free trial of Amazon Prime, and if you have that, you can also go see Aquaman a week early. And then Walmart was just like, "Well, screw your stupid memberships. You can get free shipping without a membership on our website uh, this holiday season." So it's it's crazy to see this competition go head to head, and just Amazon's like, "What can we pull out? What can we give people for free? We got to give them whatever we can." And the fact that we get Aquaman a week earlier out of it is, I think, pretty cool. Yeah, right now it's just showing the fifteenth on the on the app if you select if you select the upcoming movie times. And mm-hmm. when, I, when I always forget, they actually move Spider-Man up to the 14th. So you actually are going to have to pick and choose your battles that weekend, Mike. Because Into the Spider-Verse and um, Aquaman are both 
within like two days of each other. You know, what? I'll yeah. do Spider Verse on that Friday night, I think, and then or Thursday the week later. Oh yeah, possibly, possibly Thursday. If not, everything's been moving up to Tuesdays this week because I saw Fantastic Beasts on a Tuesday. Wreck It Ralph was on a Tuesday. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happening. I, I think statistically, we need to we need to set a, a stake in the ground and say exactly what opening weekend is because I never understood why some movies could get away with big opening weekends by opening a couple days early. It's just like, that just seems like cheating. Like, hey, just because you open up on Wednesday because like the 4th of July <laughs> happened to land on a Wednesday, that's not your opening weekend. You can't count Wednesday as the weekend. Like, what world are you living in? I think like box office mojo just needs to like, just needs to put their foot down and say, no, opening weekend is going to be starting Friday, like at midnight till like the end of uh, the day Sunday. And then we... I- we- just redo all your metrics for those days. Well, I think they do records only for those days, but total wise, when they report them, man, they're like, ah, mm-hmm. it's if it's been out since Monday, <laughs> if it if it falls after that Sunday before, yeah, it's opening weekend for yeah, us. Because yeah, you saw Fantastic Beasts when it came out on Tuesday. Does that mean the official release was Wednesday? Uh, probably. Yeah, if it was Tuesday, yeah, we saw it Tuesday at seven. So, <laughs> so uh, are they, I think is this what you give them an inch, they you know they go a mile. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> is it going to be like, oh well, yeah, Tuesday's the new Thursday night, but uh, guess what? Technically, Tuesday is on Monday night at midnight, so you can go see this movie Monday night at midnight now. But you know, let's just go ahead and roll it back. Monday at eight p.m. You can yeah, go see this movie. Let's just put it a whole week back. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mon- Monday at twelve oh one a.m. Starts our weekend for next for opening yeah, weekend. Forget your jobs. Don't go to work. Don't go to school. Go see our movie. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so Aquaman fifteenth, uh, if you want to, or you can wait till it comes out the twenty first uh, with everything else. Uh, you can find all these dates on our uh, upcoming superhero movie and TV release page. By the way, um, except for the fifteenth, I'm not putting that in there because it's only Prime members. So um, that also a fun fact is the Aquaman ticket pre sales are outpacing Venom's pre sales by by quite a bit and i think this boils down to what we call eye candy in the business mike um <laughs> people like tom hardy but he looks sickly in most of those shots we were looking at <laughs> so that's what you're boiling it down to yeah uh well which i was also gonna say hey maybe you could do your wife a favor like hey you want to go look at jason momoa for a couple hours oh, on your birthday she would like to do that see look this is a win-win <laughs> situation for everybody but um uh yeah i just i mean Venom right now has made more total than Wonder Woman globally. Um, <sighs> makes me so frustrated. It is horribly frustrating, and we're we're going to talk about this a little bit later. But I think I think it's due to again we talked about the Chinese marketing and that that two hundred. I think it's got more in China than it's got anywhere else in any other region mm-hmm. right now. And the the you know your boyfriend Venom uh, marketing posters are kind of weird, but. Um, I, I think Aquaman might deserve a little bit of a higher place than Venom. I don't I don't know how I sit on this movie yet. We haven't seen it, but I'm feeling good about it. I don't know if you feel the same. Well, the the real key, if they're trying to go for that Chinese market, is if the South China Sea ends up popping up in this movie <laughs> at all. Yeah. And then we'll see if a tidal wave is about to destroy China, because if it does destroy China, hey, we don't want that kind of movie over here. But if uh, some sort of Chinese uh, actor icon pops up and saves them from the tidal wave, we'll be like, okay, it's going to make a lot of money in china yeah i don't i don't think they got that in this one but you know uh color me surprised if they do we'll we'll definitely see what what they do how how global is this movie mike i mean is it really that global or is it got the sahara desert and then everything else is underwater is what i'm thinking yeah so. there you go anyway uh, in the dc universe uh the upcoming birds of prey movie has been given uh a, i guess a custom title by um margot robbie i think this was 
Um, it's called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Ugh. <laughs> and I, I know that this is not going to be what it's called when it comes out, but um, it's definitely uh, an interesting choice here uh, of words. I feel like this is a comic book title. Like This is like, hey, this is a, a comic book we got coming up rather than the script. But it's with the pages of the script. It's from the official Warner Brother Pictures Twitter page, and um, it's got, you know, your, your Harley Quinn lipstick there, I guess. So. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, if you just, if you wanted to ignore the title and not jump into what that could possibly uh, mean for, you know, the actual length of the title, uh, I think it's safe to say that we kind of have our first confirmation that Birds of Prey really is going to focus around Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew that she was going to be in it, but not exactly sure, you know, how or in what aspects. I mean, who knows? They could have done the Suicide Squad thing and just made her like a Joker role. Maybe she just would have been an ancillary character that just kind of uh hovers around outside of the plot but it seems like she's going to be very integral into it um i mean if they're saying uh the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn is this her trying to you know clear her record is this them trying like trying to like break her out of prison or something like that i think this is her breaking off from the joker maybe we won't see the joker at all in this movie um Uh uh, i mean who knows jared Leto may be too busy focusing on his morbius role you know that cash cow uh, rather than being damaged for for this movie, but um, I I think it might be yeah break. I think she broke out of prison at the end of the last Suicide Squad, so this might be getting her away from Joker and making her maybe find her herself, become her own woman in this universe and become maybe more of a I don't know some of the characters they focus on that doesn't need the Joker and everything she does. Hopefully, yeah. I'll just have to admit that I don't remember exactly what happens at the end of that uh, that Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, well, you don't remember when the Joker busted into the prison and broke her out at the end there, and he takes off the mask and it's the Joker underneath because he thought he died uh, the whole that, time? That that does sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Seems like a old bait-and-switch they do anyway. But that movie comes out February 7th, 2020. Again, it's on our upcoming movie release page. You can go find that. Um, 2020 is shaping up to be a bit of a weird year right now, Mike. We we have uh, Cyborg is still on there, but Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84, possibly a Green Lantern movie, and, and at least Gambit. The rest are untitled movies. So <laughs> I like how you say, at least Gambit. <laughs> yeah, at least. I don't know. That one, that one's come. Everyone, DC has taken their release schedule and just shuffled it up and never said anything else about it. So I'm going to just go ahead and assume... Cyborg is not on that plate anymore. That's a safe assumption to be like a month after, two months after Birds of Prey, and then yeah, I think uh, I think we can chop that one. And Green Lantern Corps is probably not the same month as Wonder Woman eighty four. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go ahead and update that right now. Um, but in DC's TV world, a show that we we haven't watched and is coming up to an end of this last season here is Gotham, Mike, mm-hmm. and we've got some season five photos here showing. The classic Riddler and Joker costumes uh, with the, the characters. And I shared these with you personally earlier this week because I am very impressed with these shots, actually, compared to what I've seen the rest of the show. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, look at Penguin and his little monocle and top hat, and the Riddler's got question marks on his uh, on his trench coat and everything. It's kind of a shame just because I feel like if Gotham 
possibly would have uh, punched out of the gate with all of this stuff, uh, you know, we'd be talking a different story right mm-hmm. now where we could be huge fans of Gotham watching it every week. But, you know, I just didn't want bat- a Batman light show. I didn't want, like, you know, uh, with the heavy forward... Uh, <laughs> Gotham Gordon without notes. Batman. Yeah, I didn't want those heavy forward uh, Gordon notes. I just wanted Batman. So kind of looks like this last season, they said, you know, that they're going to be jumping forward in time. They're going to be adding Batman, like a proto-Batman suit. We're getting the classic look of the villains. I mean, they look like they're pulled right out of, like, their classic comic book looks. I mean, top hat and monocle. There's nothing more Penguin than that right there. So, What, what, um, what, what I find impressive, I think I said this, how is Robin Lord Taylor able to shape his body into, like, an actual <laughs> Penguin-looking person? Because everything else in the show, he's always been, like, a tall, skinny-looking dude, and everyone mm-hmm. kind of those complaints, but... He somehow, I guess it might be the high pants or like the baggy purple coat, but it makes him look small and shriveled up. Like, not quite Danny DeVito penguin, but I mean, still, like, I don't know. They, there's some camera tricks going on here that got me. They got me shook, yeah. Mike. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on here with the photo, but I like. There's this one photo where they're both kind of looking off like maybe towards the top of a building laughing and there's just kind of like this classic 80s kind of town car limousine off to the side and that just gives me classic original like batman movie feeling you Mm. know so there's a lot of like just kind of production design in this with like the with like the wet streets of gotham in the background it feels like i'm kind of looking at like a really high quality like set photo from one of the original batman movies it's kind of it's kind of fun yeah uh this is probably the best vibe i've had from this show in a very Ever, uh, <laughs> to say the least, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about this and see this. And maybe at, at at worst case scenario, Mike, maybe we'll just tune in for the season finale episodes to see. Maybe they be, nailed it. That would be hilarious because then I would have only ever seen the premiere and the very last episode. Yeah, I've not even seen the premiere. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are watching Gotham and you've seen these photos, let us know uh, what you feel about season five and, and how that's wrapping up. Uh, now we're going to get into trailer territory, Mike, and I'm I'm not talking uh, trailer. Well, we could call this the trailer park, couldn't we? Two trailers <laughs> okay. in a row. No, okay. Yeah. Um, first and foremost is Mike's most controversial movie um, <sighs> this season, mm-hmm. and that is Once Upon a Deadpool. We get our first look at this limited run release, uh, PG thirteen version of Deadpool, um, and. Uh, I laughed. I hate to say it, but I laughed. And I don't, I don't, my, my, my fear is in this short trailer, we have seen almost all the new footage that they've added in this like yeah. one minute trailer. Yeah. Cause it does make you wonder, like, obviously it's pretty easy to film the, the extra stuff that they added. You just get Fred Savage and Ryan Reynolds in his Deadpool costume. You just put him in a studio, build the set of a bedroom and you just like have him go it, crazy. It's the same. It's the same set from princess bride, I think. So like they just have to imitate the, what the scene from the princess bride. Yeah, so. so it makes me wonder, like, you know, how often are they going to interject into that? You know, at you know, this really just seems like a DVD extra. But if it was a DVD extra, it seems like a really, really nice one. It'd be like, oh, wow, they did all of this just for their DVD. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. But when you put it in the context of a re-release, it's just kind of like, oh, it's it, it's just going to go to the theater? I don't know. And then I thought this was just a just a power grab for more money, but then they're only doing a limited release for like two weeks and yeah. parts of it is being donated to charity. So like, I don't know how I feel. And it's just like, why does this have to be PG-13 again? I don't understand why. Is, is that going to be part of the joke? 
Are they going to have really, really good jokes of them trying to censor their own movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, possibly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I feel like I'm so curious. I have to see it. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, there's a lot of movies coming out this this fall or this winter, mm-hmm. I guess. And to choose Deadpool as one of those is, is a it's a bold choice. Uh, I think it's coming out the same week as Spider Man and Aquaman. Now, like, I think the twelfth. And um, while I don't understand the, the desire for the PG-13, I actually have not bought this movie yet to add to my collection because I, I even even skipped Black Friday sales because I'm like, you know what? I bet they're going to make a big ultimate release with this version, the regular version, and then whatever other version, the super duper cut, all in one little pack. So if I just wait a little bit, I can just buy them all come January or February. Well, I was about to say I had only seen this movie once so far. I never went back to the theater for a second time. Uh, haven't seen a, any home release for Deadpool yet. So, I mean, at least this would be an opportunity to, mm. to see it another time. So, yeah, I don't I don't know, Chris. That, that would be... I, w- I, I was talking about this over over the holidays when we had uh, when we had friends over for dinner. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this movie. And none of them were as... Uh, as a uh, hardcore interested and I was, I was talking to genuinely nerdy people that were just like, "Oh yeah, what is this movie? I, I didn't, I heard about it, but I don't know what it is. I, it's just supposed to be Deadpool." So I was actually surprised how many people aren't in the know that I figured would be. So there could be a chance that there could be a lot of pissed off people that go to this film thinking they're getting another Deadpool movie, and it's just they're going to be like, "Wait, I saw this movie already," you know? Well, I, I think those people probably deserve to get pissed off anyway. Um, <laughs> anyone who just goes into a see a, a second Deadpool movie the same year the other one came out, um, they're at their own. That's their own fault for that. But um, the first trailer, I mean, I think um, one of the jokes that got me is um, Fred Savage biting back at at Deadpool at the end of it, um, saying that he's not really a Marvel character. He's Marvel licensed by Fox, which is like oh, yeah. the Beatles <laughs> being produced by Nickelback. Yeah, it's music, but it sucks. So I I wonder if that joke would only be possible because they are in the pro- process of being bought. It kind of seems like something that maybe the studio would have forced them to take out maybe a year or two ago. But so yeah, maybe the fact that Deadpool is kind of on this bubble makes them get away with some other stuff. I I don't know. I mean, the Futurama movies always literally ripped into Fox hardcore. Uh, whenever Futurama was canceled and they came back with those three movies. Um, like they, they were not very nice to Fox about that in those movies. So I don't know, maybe, maybe they're just like, you know, if whatever works, if the joke's funny and and you laugh, but, um, yeah, that's coming out. So we got our first look at that. It's a minute long, um, couple, couple little jokes in there. So hopefully there's more. The, uh, second trailer we got, Mike has not seen this yet, um, but we are going to on the air watch the Lion King um, lifelike action. I'm not calling these live action, Mike, because there's no nothing live in them. They're just lifelike movies rather than live action movies. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, this trailer dropped on Thanksgiving Day. You know, a lot of people were busy dealing with family, chatting with friends, uh, physically just stuffing food down their mouth. So I saw that this dropped uh, just randomly checking my phone throughout the day, and I was like, well, I'm not going to stop everybody at this get-together and throw the Lion King trailer up on the TV. I'll just wait until the show comes around on Sunday, and I'll watch it for the first time with Chris, and then you guys can hear my live reactions to this. Yep, so we're going to start it up here. Mike, are you ready to click on it? Oh, yeah, give me a countdown, baby. All right, we're going to go in three, two, one, load it up. Man, we are really approaching the uncanny valley with animals, that's for sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was waiting the whole time through that trailer for one of them to speak. Kind of mm-hmm. wanted to see the the mouse articulate, uh, which I didn't quite see. But I suppose I could always go back and watch uh, the Jungle Book, John Favreau's previous animal movie, to maybe see how he's going to handle that. Um, but yeah, I guess you, you hit all the the beats that you're looking for. You know, you, you hit you put the song in there, the iconic yep. moment of the the Simba baptism. I don't know whatever you want to call that. The, uh, the, the moment they put rock. in Teen Titans Go. Um. <laughs> yeah, that actually that's the first thing that popped in my head because that was the last time I had seen that uh, parodied. Um, yeah, it does kind of make me wonder uh, if John Favreau had that in mind when he was making this movie. That like this movie is iconic and has been around for a very very long time. So it's been it's been parodied, it's been lambasted for a while. And I wonder if he decided to lean into any of those moments, lean out from any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they took a big part of this trailer just to tell you all the famous people that are going to be in it. I mean, like come on. If you have Beyonce in your movie, I mean, that's you're pretty much already going to make your money back, even if it's good or bad. But you don't have Beyonce's face in the movie. That's, that's <laughs> the trick here. That doesn't matter. All you need her to do is just retweet the movie trailer. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lot of casting decisions now. It's just like, well, we want to make sure we cast people with enough followers so they can retweet the movie because we can make them do that contractually. So, um, you, you think she's going to write a, 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 a new song for this version of the movie? <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I could see it. I'd, I'd dig it. Um, I, I think the thing I've seen the most about this trailer, asked, just watching it, but you know, I've been on the internet the last couple of days. People have really been fighting around the term live action mm-hmm. because when I mean, we talked about this before when the movie was announced, there's no humans in this movie. It, like, I don't even know if this this film has ever been dated in, in like the history of the planet Earth. You know, humans might not even exist theoretically. I don't know if I've ever seen a human object in the Lion uh, King movies. Have you? Well, I mean, that's debatable because they do a, they do a hula and a luau and they talk about all sorts of things that only humans would do. I guess. Uh, okay, so maybe they are out there somewhere, but yeah, what did you say instead of live action? You like said lifelike, um, because I mean, live action doesn't mean yeah. you have people in it. Like mm-hmm. if it was Planet Earth or, or one of those movies where they document this and and compile it in this, I say yes, live action, but it's all CG. This is an entirely CGI movie. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. some of the actual like they may have gotten some actual like you know um, I guess sceneries, some 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 backgrounds from live mm-hmm. action, but like. None of this is actually live. It's just built to look lifelike, I guess, is, is the thing. Yeah. Humans are th- not. There's nothing real in it. Yeah, I think it's just the only real term that we kind of have to describe this stuff is live action. Yeah. Um, especially going off the Jungle Book movie, people use the same term there also. Uh, I follow a lot of um, animation people online, and a lot of them have had a lot of trouble with this, saying that, like, oh, if you're calling this kind of live action when it's purely animated you're doing a disservice to all of the artists and animators that actually made this movie um since like no cameras were really turned Uh on for this film and also people don't like it that you know it's kind of a roundabout way of saying the actual original animated one is lesser than because uh, we should just go back and take all of these animated movies and make them live action because that's the proper way how they should be. So I've had, I've seen some people fighting around that, but I don't think it's really as cynical as that when it comes to making these. I think Disney just wanted a way to bring this movie back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to remake The Lion King in like a Pixar style, you know, uh, you're just basically telling the same movie over again. I think the only way you can get away with just retelling the exact same story is you have to just visually make it as different as possible. Like... 
go yeah. with the lifelike look just because you're going to it's just going to be a different type of experience, you know. If you just kind of go halfway with CG animation of, you know, some just cartoony looking CG well, characters, it's just like, well, you might as well just go watch the, you know, the 2D version, well, right? Well, yeah, when my wife is a huge Disney fan. I like that's her thing. If 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 I need Disney knowledge, I go to her. Uh-huh. I did not I don't care for the animated Beauty and the Beast or the animated Jungle Book movies. Or, or even Cinderella, for that matter. But the live-action ones, I'm I'm very interested. I'm much more, like not attracted, but drawn to those versions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, the age and the date and, like, the limitations of that time um, made them different. But, like, the stories are very, very different. Like, they're not doing shit. Like, this, yes, this is shot for shot, but this is a trailer to build on that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. When you get, it's gonna be different. Like they can't do some of that stuff. Like I don't. As, my favorite scene in The Lion King is when, like, they dress in drag and do the hula. And I'm like, well, they're not gonna do that in this one. Like they're not. Well, gonna I have could, that I could see some scenes changing, but I think very much this is gonna be along the same lines of the film, just like Beauty and the Beast live action was. I mean, that movie was extremely similar with the addition but, of like one of the with like one song and some sort of weird time traveling. Orb or something that that was a weird. The, new well, there, yeah, like there's more differences in that that, that are just I, I I think I don't I just don't care for the animated ones as much, and I don't know if it's the pacing back then, or if it's just the Disney art style. But what what I'm interested in this is actually to me, Mike, the the second time I just watched it with you just now. Mm-hmm. What if we took the sound from this movie and put it over clips of the Black Panther movie? Would it be the exact same? Um, what are you getting at here? <laughs> like, like, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm not getting, like, like, w- like, could I mash up this, the audio from this trailer with clips from Black Panther because it's like his dad's like, one day you're gonna be king and oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, like, like <laughs> it's it's in Africa and like I don't the the similarities are very interesting to me, um, with with a, rel- a, a an evil relative taking over the throne and and the the young king having to come back and 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 win. Yeah. Win, it's, win it's, yeah, it's a it's a classic story, and the crazy thing is, is if, you, if you dive enough into the Lion King, uh, you know it's just all basically riffing off of what is it Hamlet or something like that. Yeah. There's some, there yeah there's some sort of a Shakespeare story that's basically yeah this is basically just Shakespeare with lions, but then don't dig too deep into it just because uh, the Lion King has been uh, known for a while to basically be ripped off of uh the same story that i think like a there was like a japanese animated uh movie or cartoon show that used lions and also had the same um type of hamlet Mm. story so yeah i don't know i mean lion king has been around for a while i just i just gotta say it's given me that much more reason to pick my cats up by their arms and hold them high in the air (laughs) and 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 do that scene all over again so i i will say chris um you know we've had a lot of live action uh, or lifelike uh, Disney animated movies out there on the scene, and I have yet to see a trailer for one that really makes me want to go see it. You mm-hmm. know, I think if you've listened to the to our show long enough, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of these kind of live action reboots. Uh, I I thought maybe The Lion King or Aladdin could be the ones to really get me juiced and going, but we've only really seen a teaser for Aladdin now. I think that could be the one, because out of all the Disney movies I remember watching growing up, Aladdin really was the one that I think really got me hooked, Uh, so I think maybe that one will get me jazzed, but Uh yeah, I mean, The Lion King... Uh, I don't know. I got I got to see my Timon and Pumbaa, Mike. This isn't going to this isn't going to do it for me. I got to see the real stars of the Lion King, the the mm-hmm. comedian. So, um 
We'll cross our fingers for that in our next one. And our last trailer in our trailer park section, Mike, is the Lego Movie 2 trailer that mm-hmm. dropped earlier this week. Um, we've, we've gotten um, a, a teaser, I guess, or an earlier one early on, and we've, we've got to really dive in to see what's going on with the, the movie in this one. And I've got to say, they introduced a new character in this one, Mike, called Rex Danger Vest. Yes. And Rex Danger Vest is every Chris Pratt role combined into one character, because they're essentially all the same roles, mm-hmm. voiced also by Chris Pratt, who is doing the regular voice of Emma as well, which I, I think yeah. is really funny. Yeah, I thought this was pretty clever. <laughs> the fact that they brought the raptor so heavily <laughs> into the movie where he's, like, petting the raptor. He's like, oh, I'm also a raptor trainer. He's like, oh, all that? That doesn't really make any sense. That doesn't track. He's huh. like, no, it does. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I still think the thing that I really enjoy the most, because we saw the first trailer in front of our screening of Wreck-It Ralph, which I'm surprised that they hadn't updated it to the most recent Lego trailer. It seems to be the case every time I go to the movies, they're always showing the old trailers. Like, hey people, I'm up to date. Show me the new stuff. Uh, but I really love the juxtaposition of these like monstrous Legos that are voiced by like little babies. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when that star gets stuck in the door, it's like, oh, that the, the hood. It's the so torture. cold. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> that's just like hilarious. But also that was kind of a joke that's kind of off the tail end of the previous Lego movie because so I believe when like those Duplo, Duplo blocks or whatever they were came to invade their town they were also having the baby talk it's so not the most original joke out there but you know it makes sense that it would carry over uh, actually watching these two trailers back to back there's not a whole lot different except for introducing Chris Pratt's character and then also that weird um, morphing alien character yeah, whoever that is in this one um, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Duplo blocks are voiced essentially the voice of the little sister, creating the voices mm-hmm. in her head. So I, I see, I, I see it less as of a bit, but more of of the actual like here's the people controlling the Legos kind of thing, and this mm-hmm. is their voices. But I have no idea who the unicorn thing. I'm actually surprised we got less actual Lego Batman and other ancillary characters. Like, uh, was it uh, the Unikitty and stuff like that in this? Because Unikitty mm-hmm. has her own show, I believe, on Disney, an animated show. And Lego Batman had his own movie, which was one of the, I think, greater DC movies in a while. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really surprised they're, they've not leaned on those characters a little bit more to sell this so far. So yeah, I'm I'm curious if they're gonna break that third reality wall in this film, like they did with the first one, mm-hmm. where Will Ferrell just like pops up in the movie at the end. Uh, I I feel like. Uh, they're either going to lean away from it and be like, oh, we shouldn't have done that in the first place, or they're just going to keep the theme going where, yeah, just remember at the end of the day, this Lego movie, this epic, is really just a, uh, a kids and grown grown adults playing with Legos. Well, I, what if the, the, the voice of the unicorn slash the, the creature is the mom this time rather than the dad? Oh, maybe. Um, you know, you could cast uh, Beyonce. For <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think, well, yeah, you cast Beyonce. Um, because like I, to me, like the, the villain of the first one and the villain, of this one are like the parents, like telling you what you can and can't do. Maybe this one's a little, the, the lesson's a little different in this one. I, I don't know. But. Well, I mean, we we do see that the um, that uh, the female Lego character, the badass, I don't remember her name, uh, she is uh, kidnapped by one of the aliens. So, yeah, you, I could see where you're going, where maybe a little girl comes in and, and kidnaps the, 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 the girl Lego from the other one to join her, to yeah. join her herd. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a little worried <laughs> just because 
just just because I went and I saw I saw Wreck-It Ralph 2 uh, this weekend and it was a sequel to an animated film that I really liked the first one and I I, I, I thought the second one was a little underwhelming uh, and I feel like I'm uh, out of the um, out of the norm here because I went online and I saw the reviews everybody's loving the second Wreck-It Ralph movie and I, you know I was just like you know it was it was all right you know I don't know if I'm just being an old curmudgeon but now I'm a little worried about my animated sequels so I, I hope this is good I mean they they really knocked it out of the park with Lego Batman and that could almost be considered like a sequel within the universe of the franchise I never saw Lego Ninjago so I'm just not going to count that one I guess I saw part of Ninjago for the first time this weekend I think it was on HBO um not as enthralling it's It's not as enthralling as as well it is pretty funny because these movies also track the success of Lego in general. I mean, everybody talks about how Lego, the company, took off and exploded when they started gaining IPs and making Legos around Star Wars or Legos around superheroes or any other property out there. I think it's the same for movies. Their movies work out really well when they can bring in other properties and other franchises in their film. And Ninjago was the opposite. Ninjago was just this opposite Lego-owned thing that no one cared about. So well, no one saw it. Well, I think. Well, I think Ninjago. It does have an audience, and they have like an animated and like a uh, like a more two D animated and some other Ninjago stuff. But like by bringing it into this larger like I guess movie studio setting, it, it just didn't appeal to that mass audience. Like there's the Ninjago mm. crowd. Like young young boys love the Ninjagos, but like. <laughs> Chris, you do know what those young boys like, don't uh, you? Well, I, I've been around a lot of kids this week and giving them Legos, Mike. I know, I know exactly what they want. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, Ninjago was weird. But I mean, I think, I think you might want to check yourself, Mike. If everyone else is saying the, the sequels are good and you're the one whoa, man out, whoa. you might need to check your Tell your me. expectations here. Just, just saying. Well, well, I had thought it maybe it was just because I hadn't seen the first Wreck-It Ralph in a while, but we went over to a friend's place right after we saw that movie, and just coincidentally, uh, Wreck-It Ralph was also uh, playing on the Disney Channel, and like we watched maybe the last act of it, and I was just like, oh yeah, I, I really did like this first movie, so uh, maybe when you get around to seeing the, the second Wreck-It Ralph, we'll talk about it a little bit more on the yeah. show, I'd like to know what you think, but um, yep, uh, look forward to getting old and hating everything. <laughs> yep, especially Legos, Mike, you old curmudgeon. We're going to shift gears and look forward to next year in, in the live-action form with Captain Marvel, uh, our first mm-hmm. Marvel, our next Marvel movie, and our first one next year. Our first, we have some new promo art pieces here that's showing uh, Carol Danvers, Brie Larson in the full suit, uh, mm-hmm. red, blue helmet, and mohawk and all, Mike, with, with uh, the, the airplanes in the background. What are you thinking of this stuff? You liking these looks? Yeah, I think it looks cool, but um, you know, with that Infinity War art book that just came out recently, I've seen a lot of my uh, algorithm putting a lot of those pages in my faces, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 thinking that this could possibly just be concept art that maybe didn't end up getting used, but I think it should. It looks really badass, but I mean, we've seen Brie Larson in the trailer. She very much just has like kind of traditional hair. So is is there going to be some sort of weird tech that puts her in a mohawk? Uh, is there a weird scene where she's in the bathroom trying to pull her hair out through the top slit of the helmet to make the mohawk? I'm just confu- I'm just curious you, how this works. You practically are you are in real putting life. way too much thought in how the hair. Comes. It's more <laughs> of a faux hawk, and, and like they've done this in the comic books for like five to seven years now. So like it's just her hair coming up and up and out the middle. But this this isn't this isn't concept art. This goes into the promo art pieces because there's a bunch of other stuff that came out today that like books and mugs and all that other stupid stuff that they 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 put out for I guess promotions that nobody really buys, but they still do it anyway because like well we might sell a mug or two with Captain Marvel mm-hmm. on it. 
Um, the second piece shows more of, of the live act, like the less cartoony drawing, like like less, I guess, painted and more of the her in the actual real suit here uh, with, mm-hmm. with all this going on here. Um, how do you feel about the mask? I, I Everyone, it all depends, I guess, on what your version of Captain Marvel is, but like minus the hair scene that you need to see of her in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you think of the, the overall look here with the fingers, I mean, I... gloves and everything? I think it looks badass because you kind of got those white little isolates. It kind of has this kind of almost futuristic like Batman vibe to it. Uh I think it'll look really cool. I I would imagine that there's going to be a scene, hopefully, in this uh, final Infinity War Part 2 where you just have all of your heroes just going crazy, just wailing on something that's bad and it's going to punch it in the face. And it would be kind of cool seeing like Captain Marvel like flying in the background with her like creepy eyes like punching something in the face. So I think this works. I think this looks really cool. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm worried. I'm not worried. What I'm concerned about, or not really concerned, what I'm curious about is actually what if some of this art is actually their Avengers 4 promo art and it's just getting lost in the Captain Marvel releases uh, coming up oh, soon? Oh, yeah, it could because, you know, we do have a precedent of, you know, these costumes and looks do change throughout the films. I mean, that's almost kind of how you know you're not really in the same year anymore or possibly now you can track these movies by decades. <laughs> you're not the same decade of the MCU anymore because the costumes change and tweak and evolve. So, I mean, this would be the logical next step into a big uh, brawl with Thanos. You're, you might need a helmet. <laughs> so uh, maybe, yeah, we, maybe we're not going to get a helmet in Captain Marvel's movie. Maybe we'll see it maybe in an after credit scene. Well, maybe she grabs it before she heads off to Earth. Well, it's in, it's in the trailers um, when she's underwater. Like, she's wearing it with, like, the blue mask. Like it, yeah, it's that, got, but that could just be part of a scuba suit, Chris. Well, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they have scuba suits in space. But what I'm space curious about is more scuba suits, Chris. The, the, space it's not the helmets; suits. it's like the coloration. Like, do you think we will see the red, gold, and blue in Captain Marvel, or just the green and gray until the end of it, which kicks off into Infinity War? I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could, they could do the third act route where we don't get our hero in our iconic suit until the last battle. I mean, we've seen that plenty of times, and. In the TV shows where they don't get until the last episode, in the movies until they don't get it quite, yeah. quite till the end. I mean, yeah, it could be possible. Uh, I've, I, the only thing we've seen is that green suit, but I feel like that green suit just could be really like the Earthbound suit. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like maybe all the places where we could have seen the red suit is just in a soundstage somewhere in front of a green screen. So maybe we don't see the red suit until she's back in space, or or CGI'd one of the two. Yeah, because they do that quite a bit. Uh, I just like how it kind of looks. It looks a lot like Captain America's outfit, um, a little bit, like with the the, the way the gauntlets and gloves look, a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see her team up with Captain America in the new one, which I hope they do because that would be uh, a hell of a slugfest on Thanos. That's for sure. Uh, having those two team up. Um, but until then, we only have the original Infinity War to look back on. We don't have the upcoming Avengers four yet. But in just a month time you can go watch infinity war on netflix starting december 25th on christmas mm-hmm. day it's a christmas miracle mike everyone's <laughs> gonna gather around the, the the tv after opening their presents and watch uh watch um infinity war right there on the tv together it's go go watch it as soon as you can though don't hold off and wait because these uh all of these marvel and disney properties will be jettisoning from netflix uh we don't know the exact date I don't know when the contract date ends. I don't know what's going to go on here, but these will all be going to the Disney streaming app sometime in about a year. So, you know, I don't know how long some of these movies have gone in the past. You know, I know Civil War 
was on Netflix for a while now. I don't know if it's technically still up there now. I mean, it could be. Maybe I just watched it, so it's not showing up in my algorithm anymore. But this contract is ending soon, so don't just assume Infinity War is going to be there for you forever. I mean, I honestly could see there could be clauses in the contract that could say, hey, you know, we have them for a whole year calendar date unless you want to pay us a fee. I could see Disney wanting to pay a fee to take Infinity War off of Netflix just before it starts, uh, before the new part two comes out in theaters, because that's just what happens. We tried to go watch uh, the first Fantastic Beasts, which was streaming for a while on HBO, but yeah, they took that sucker off just before the second one came out, because they want you to go physically buy it if you want to rewatch it. They don't want you streaming it just before the next one comes out. Well, what I've noticed with the Harry Potter movies is... There is kind of like a divorce relationship on who has those movies at any given time. Like they're either on Freeform during the weekday, HBO on the weekend. I think um, Sci-Fi had them uh, like every other Friday at like eight o'clock. I don't know. Like it's really weird how they've divvied that up at this point. Um, Civil War is also not on Netflix right now. I just double checked it um, with JustWatch.com. Mike, I've used it a lot this weekend. Oh, I love that website. Um, I think, I mean, again, Disney probably won't launch until quarter four next next year. So we're looking at a year. I think most Netflix contracts are 12 months, a year at a time. So they've probably lined this up perfectly to drop the, the, the moment or like within a couple weeks of the other one launching. So um, they... They've not been working on the streaming service a couple months. I imagine there's been a couple years talks now, so uh, I think I think they're ready to go whenever it all ends up. But um, I mean, any if you if you've not seen Infinity War and you're a Netflix subscriber, this is a good opportunity for you. Watch as many times as you want. Study it, learn it, <laughs> because you'll probably want to watch it before you go into um, Avengers Four next year. I also we talked. I think it was was it earlier this week we we talked about rearranging the Marvel Cinematic Universe watching order. Uh, I was working on that this week because mm-hmm. if you're gonna watch one a week up until Avengers Four, you got to start like this month, like December now, because mm-hmm. we, there's they've added three more movies since we last did it. So um, I'm gonna be revisiting that. I don't know if I'm gonna do one a week, but uh, I don't know. It might be something to, to take a look at there. Put that out. But yeah, you can go find that. Also, if you want to know what else you can stream, you can go. Check out JustWatch.com. Speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, there's a upcoming book coming out. I think it's uh, something about the 10 years of Marvel, and it's done by Titan Publishing, not mm-hmm. Marvel, which is... Ve- the, this article has been circulating, circulating the internet like all week, or like maybe a week and a half. Marvel is not... It's maybe a book about Marvel and maybe licensed for Marvel, but it's through Titan Publishing, so I don't know how accurate these things are, Mike. And we're going to talk about the timeline of the MCU from this Titan Publishing book that everyone is freaking out about. <laughs> um, what I, I, I kind of just want to point out here, it starts off, the biggest thing here, everyone thinks Iron Man 1 takes place in 2008 because that's when it was released. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's 2010. Uh, because Iron Man 2 sets the time better, saying six months after Iron Man, which would put it in 2011 when Hulk and Thor also happened as well. Um and I think everything else is pretty par for the course here until we get to, I want to say, um, Spider-Man Homecoming is probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Because at the beginning of that movie, remember it says eight years later after, what was it, the the Battle of New York or something that, like yeah, that? Yeah, that, that was the one that really kind of set a date in the stone that I think maybe they wish they didn't do. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think Sony put that in there and, and messed it up and then they didn't take it out for the home release 
and they sh- that, that could have been an easy fix. So ignore eight years later in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I also want to say there's a line in Civil War where it says um, Iron Man has been... Tony Stark's been Iron Man for eight years and really it's been six years. Um, but what I don't like about this thing is it says Black Panther is in 2017. Yes, that's the movie the year it released, but does that movie not pick up a week after Civil War? <laughs> well, I've seen some people theorize that, like, okay, so at the beginning of the movie, T'Challa's in his, like, uh, in his weird flying spacecraft. Uh, we haven't seen it go into space, but it feels spacey to me. Yeah. And he's watching, like, the CNN clip of his, like, dad blowing up, and it says, like, oh, this... And the narrator in the news clip says something along the lines of, like, oh, this just happened, you know? Hey, this just happened. But some people are saying, well, yeah, who knows? T'Challa could have a, a DVR. Maybe he just <laughs> revisits this whenever he's feeling sad and emotional motivate himself to make the world a better place because it blew up his dad i mean i don't know i think what it really boils down to is like when you're creating this giant franchise um where you're working in chunks you don't have the whole entire thing plotted out down to the the year you know some stuff is just going to get a little right. weird just don't get too caught up in it you know everything still makes logical sense and that's what you want. You just don't worry too much about how the years line up, you know. It makes sense that Spider-Man was a kid when the Battle of New York happened. So when he comes around to being Spider-Man, it makes sense that that kind of stuff would have influenced his past. And that's why he looks up to heroes like Iron Man and stuff like that. Because he was a kid when all that stuff was happening and he grew up with them. You don't have to worry exactly about, you know, oh, if it was eight years or not, you know. Just remember that it's in the it's in the future. Well, well I think one thing that... My, my takeaway from this from everybody is no matter what they say or anybody says, are the movies good? Like, does mm-hmm. does the timeline placement of Black Panther, when it was released versus when it should have taken place, does it really matter to it at, at the end of the day if it's a good movie or not? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I mean, it, it really doesn't. Because, I mean, the biggest thing this summer, and we've talked about this several times, is Ant-Man and the Wasp obviously takes place before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But it came out after Infinity War. Does that does that affect the movie as a whole? Not really. Um, and and that's the best part about having these as home movies. You can watch them in any order you want. You want to you want to start with Doctor Strange? Go for it. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, so I I don't know. It's just interesting that, that everyone's fighting over these timelines. And at the end of the day, I still enjoy the movies regardless of what they what they say in there. So. Um, the Titan timeline quote unquote is in our notes. If you guys want to take a look at that. So, uh, good luck. Hopefully, hopefully you can find some semblance of, of, uh, I don't know. Peace. Yeah. Something, (laughs) something help you sleep easier at night. Sony, uh, has announced two more movie dates, Mike, um, coming up here. Oh geez. Oh geez. One is an untitled Sony Marvel movie for seven, Uh 10, 20, uh, which would be July 10th of 2020. Which was uh, very very close to the Marvel movie of 2020, which was June 26th. That or no, it wasn't June 26th. July 31st was the Marvel movie. So they've taken mm-hmm. Marvel took their movie off. Sony's doing an untitled Marvel movie. I think this is Morbius because I think they're already working on it. We've talked about this. Silver and Black doesn't see the light of day, hasn't going to see the light of day again probably. And what's the other ones they're working on? I don't even know. Um, I think they're working on a Craven movie. Yeah, possibly a Craven movie. So I, I think Morbius is it because I mean Jared Leto he shaved that beard, Mike. He yeah, shaved his beard. It. This is real. This has to happen now. Like there, there's no going back. So there's that, and then just three months later is an untitled Sony Marvel sequel for ten o two twenty. 
for October 2nd. I wonder what movie they're going to make a sequel to. Well, it, it makes me wonder if maybe the reporting on this one is a little off, possibly, because can you really imagine a Craven or a Morbius movie coming out in the heart of July? I mean, really? That I mean, I know the the box office summer has kind of shifted, and it's really not what it used to be anymore. But I mean, July was like that was a big month for really big movies to come out. I mean, that's when you got your original OG Spider-Man movies coming out, busting out, cranking out world records back in the day. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine a Morbius or a Craven movie coming out in July. Now, if you said those were coming out in October. That would make sense. And then I could see a sequel to Venom coming out in July just because it has been proven itself at the box office and I could see it shifting itself into July, almost kind of what Deadpool did. It started in a weird month like February and then it moved into the summer. So I wonder if maybe these dates have just been kind of flipped and people aren't really sure what's going on, but who is going to go see a Morbius movie in July? <laughs> so I I, th- I don't th- I think these are actually very correct because I think they want to cap... Venom came out October 5th this year. The mm-hmm. same reason Wonder Woman moved back six months or more was to line up with its original release weekend. So I think Venom will be October 2nd. Uh, Venom 2 will be that sequel. Untitled sequel. We know what it is. They have no other movie they can make a sequel to. Like, that, <laughs> why, why even hide it? Um, now, July 10th, right now, one, two, three movies have been moved off the board for 2020 summer. Um, mm-hmm. Marvel took off their big movie. Fox is no longer has a movie slot that we know of because they're being absorbed into Disney and Green Lantern, uh, like we just talked about, literally has been moved. Only um, we have Black Widow, Eternals, Wonder Woman 84, and Birds of Prey that year. Like, it's a very 2020 is the lightest year in superhero movies since um, what was the first year they did three movies? Was that was that Civil War year? Maybe, yeah, it might have been. Uh, so this is literally the lightest year by a long shot in terms of even other. There's no Star Wars movies. I'm not seeing. I mean, with Fox going away, like X Men's not coming out, nothing like that. Uh, now, can they move these? Very well, they could very well move it. But I think July for superheroes is no longer for and 2020 is not is not strong. Um, I think we might see some other franchises or other action movies take their place that we haven't seen maybe another mission impossible movie by that point i I don't know but i think superhero wise july is open season for whatever morbius film they want to put in there well i think i think it's obvious the best takeaway you can take from this is that you must stay subscribed to the superhero state podcast for at the very least the next two years to see who's right me or chris yeah uh, so you can hear that that awesome review we're going to be giving Morbius when it comes out <laughs> uh, in the summer of 2020. Oh, uh, man. Anyway, last and lastly and least, and this may be for some of you, this may not be for some of you, but we both saw Fantastic Beast, and they're in the case, too. Uh, no, the Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, excuse me, Chris. I don't think you're pronouncing that name uh, right. And they very emphatically say it's Grindelwald in the movie. There's a V in there somewhere. Yeah, the, it's a double V, actually. Grindelwald. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so we ended up seeing this. This is the second of five movies in the Harry Potter prequel series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first being Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. This being The Crimes of Grindelwald. Three, four, and five, we don't know. Um Mike, if you were to give a spoiler-free review based on this movie and possibly the one before it, but none of them afterwards, because I don't think the Harry Potter movies 
affect this a whole lot. What would you what would you say about this? Well, uh, surprisingly, I think I like this one a little bit better than the first one. But, you know, I didn't really have the highest opinion of the first Fantastic Beast. But, you know, they seem to be getting a little bit better, so that's a good trend. But also, uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on in this movie. And it's kind of really hard to really latch yourself onto one central character. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Harry Potter films, it's very easy. You're just kind of tracking Harry. And then if not, you're also just kind of going with his ancillary you know, Ron and Hermione, but you know, you're, you're very focused. You're very structured. You're just following him and his path through school. Uh, with fantastic beasts, you're just kind of loosely attached to like Newt's journey, which almost kind of seems to be um, circumstantial coincidence that he kind of falls into this uh, this story and it kind of continues for this sequel. So, um, it, you know, there's cool wizarding stuff going on. I mean, the wizarding world, which is a whole logo that you see before you go into this movie, is very present in this film. And, and the wizarding world has always been really cool. I always really like it. But uh, they're kind of they're treading on some weird areas here where once you start to explore this universe outside of the rigid structure of a school, uh, some big existential questions are starting to pop up into my mind of like, what does it truly mean to be a wizard? Where's the separation between wizard and humanity? There's a lot of big questions in the answer in this franchise, and I'm not sure if if the audience is prepared or if the film franchise is prepared to really answer it, but um, yeah, there's a there's a lot going on in this film. Uh, there's some there's some kind of odd bits of editing where some scenes just kind of end <laughs> yeah. and some just kind of start. Like like they'll be inside of a building, they'll cut to another character uh, for a scene, they'll come back and they're all of a sudden outside of the building, and it's just like, well, I guess I technically didn't need to see them walk through a door, but you know little transition there might have been a little nice so you know it you know at least there's some decent performances going on um i love the like man i've been saying his name all weekend because dan fogler i love that guy he's the kind of plays the the dopey muggle friend uh he's he's been great in the last two films so i hope we we get more of him in the next film but i i mean we got three more of these movies which is pretty shocking that they're they're gonna uh, hopefully it doesn't end up start to feel like a stretch to five but um you know no spoilers of course but there's been some lore added to this film that even my wife didn't know after the film ended i had to lean over and ask her a few questions and it was just like well no this is new this wasn't in the books this is new to me as well so there's a lot of uh new areas to explore here but i just uh, i just feel like they started off on the wrong foot making newt the central character because i don't think his character really gets any stronger in this second film and I don't think the story really needs to revolve around him. So, uh-huh. I mean, we were talking about long titles earlier with uh, that Harley Quinn movie. I mean, Fantastic Beasts and the Crime of Grindelwald. I mean, I feel like by the fifth film, they're going to be using the tiniest font in existence for the word Fantastic Beasts because they just kind of stick it up there in the corner. You can't really see it. But I don't know, Chris, what did you? how did you feel about this movie? Uh, so I'm not a big fan of the first movie either. Um, mm-hmm. And not being, again, we are not what, what you call Potterheads, if you will. Uh, go listen to our spoiler cast for the first film where we uh where we sat down with our two wives and tried to hash this movie out that was a, that was crazy yeah uh, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're we're not the biggest potterheads but i i'm i'm reddit dangerous i've, I've been on reddit you know, to figure <laughs> reddit dangerous i love that yeah so um what what i i like this movie like this movie has dumb moments mike by far i mean you'd agree mm-hmm. with that there's some dumb moments in this movie yeah but, I, I, I could agree 
I had a good time. Like, I, I'm like, oh, this is actually very interesting. I'm not either following kids around in a school who happen to just always be the chosen one. Um, but I also feel cheated because this is called um, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And did he commit any crimes in this movie, Mike? I mean, there there might have been... I, I thought this could have possibly been like a retrospective of maybe the crimes he had done in the past or what he was going doing forward. But it kind of seems like his major crimes are still to come, you know? I mean, he's you done, could he's say done he... something to be on the run from everybody and in prison. Mm-hmm. And we don't even learn that in the first movie. And then he's got some coming up. I mean, this movie, I think, is set in, what, 29 or 1927, 1929 yeah, or something like that? Yeah, something, something around that. The last movie has to end in 1945 when he is de- essentially defeated in... Oh, yeah, I guess I never really connected uh, the timeline in my head. I didn't know that. So they're going to have to do some X-Men spanning decades there. Yeah, so they're going to have these people go. I mean, even if you look at, um, not that it matters. I don't care they've recast Dumbledore and he's got a young, Jude Law was great as Dumbledore. I actually think I enjoy him the most of all the Dumbledores, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be to be frank. But there's, uh, I don't know, I'm, this just feels like a trailer for the next three movies and and I think that's knowing there are five maybe hurts it a little bit Um, because yes Newt is now in the first one yeah it's him and and, and, um, Tina trying to find all these beasts right and then stumbling upon some other things and Mm -hmm. this one it's him uh, Newt and his brother and a bunch of other people now and um, the ending makes people choose sides everyone has to choose a side by the end of this movie and but it it's it kind of it's kind of obvious they do they do some uh, they do some little uh, change ups there at the end but you know it all feels like setup like you said we don't yeah. really have any clear resolutions there there's just there's so much going on here and it's just like well I maybe let's just go ahead and watch the third one do you have that one ready I think yeah. I'm ready to watch yeah it. I don't want to wait I mean I wish these were coming out like almost every year to like every year and a half right now like I bet they will I bet towards like the last like two or three films they will be consecutive years. Um, we can only just hope to kind of get them ready. Um, but I have to say, it is kind of nice to be able to go to a movie that's part of like a billion dollar franchise mm-hmm. and not have a whole lot at stake. Yeah. You know, when we go to the like these Marvel movies or even the DC movies, we're just like we're just really hoping that the superhero art just gets elevated and we just have a great time. And you know, they set up the next ten years so we can just have the the best time on Sundays recording this podcast. But you know, with the Fantastic Beast franchise, I don't really care either way which way it goes uh so it's actually kind of nice i just get to go in and just kind of enjoy the spectacle and you know i don't have a whole lot involved so that's nice well i think what i again i think we've said this before maybe but like this this series is a prequel series to the harry potter universe Mm -hmm. however unlike star wars prequels which everybody loathes and everyone had to be shuffled around to meet their respective spots 20 years later this isn't affected this isn't affecting harry potter's lifestyle like this is not going mm-hmm. to affect those kids later on because that's a different villain with different motives yeah and, but it is and these people don't a, make don't make it in there but it is affecting some parts of the movie uh I, i'm still like i mean this is no spoilers because she's in the trailer i don't really know exactly how they're pitching or moving nagini around it, but um it does not feel like that was intended i I very well doubt that when J.K. Rowling wrote Nagini into the Harry Potter series, she knew that snake was actually a person way back in the day and had this whole arc. I think it was just a snake. So I think there's a little... It's a very smart snake, though. Very smart snake. 
I think there's a little retcon going on there, but you know, who knows? It's not a big deal. I don't, you know, it's not <laughs> my franchise. So like, I just, I'm just along for the ride. You know, we're going to be going because, uh, we're, we're Harry Potter fans in this household. I'm just not a, as attached to it. So, uh, it's nice. It's just a lot of weight off my shoulders. Yeah. A lot of stress, stressful being a fan of a franchise. That's for H- sure. However, I do know that people who are very hardcore fans are fucking up in arms over this thing, over some of the changes and, and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> and matter. They'll tell you. They're going to tell you it matters. I mean, though. this is like <laughs> us going over the MCU timeline. Like, yeah, I know there's some mistakes, but it doesn't matter. The movies are still good. And and while I don't think this is the best movie in the world, it's not going to change my life. I still think, despite it being dumb, I had a good time watching it and 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 being truly surprised throughout the whole thing. It didn't feel predictable, if I could be honest, throughout a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So, um. Do we even do spoilers? Do we just say this is it? Go, go watch it. Don't go watch it. Do you know do what, what yeah. you want to do. It was a movie. I wouldn't avoid it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a new review metric for me. Don't you don't have to go out of way to avoid it. It's a fun time, but you know, if you're not if you're not you're like a big fan, you know, you, just I don't know, go play Red Dead Redemption. That's what everyone else is doing. <laughs> I gotta say, also, um, I, I was very worried about Johnny Depp being the character this time around because he did not do a good job the first like two minutes we saw him mm-hmm. I actually didn't mind him I did not mind Johnny Depp playing the role this time around I don't know what it was about him but um, I thought I would miss Colin F- Colin Farrell is that right Fir- yeah, Farrell who? Firth no not Firth no it's not Colin, Colin Firth Farrell. Colin Farrell from the first one yeah there um, you go. but uh, I did I did enjoy uh, Johnny Depp as the, the villain and uh, yeah I don't know either way yeah don't avoid it go watch it if you want to there's a lot of there's a lot of movies this, this season and uh, I think, uh, would you choose this over, um, the other movie you watched this weekend? Uh, Ralph? Yeah. Which you know what, I, th- I, I would say I had a better time with this movie than Ralph, but, you know, um, if you had to make choices at the end of the year, go see Spider-Verse. I keep seeing yeah. trailers for that movie in front of my, oh, I want to see that movie so bad, man. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Spider-Verse, the Green Goblin from that movie, they're making a 10-inch mm-hmm. pop vinyl of that character. Ooh, that'll be a sick pop, man. Yeah, got that order from Tarjay coming in, but... Mm. All right, there we did. Fantastic Beasts, where to find them? They're in the movie. Uh, they're in his basement this time, Mike. I'm going to go ahead and ruin that. Those those nifflers are cute, man. Oh, uh, the baby ones? Oh. oh, so cute. Yeah. All right, Mike, that's it. That's our, that's our episode for the day. We even got a little review in there. Uh, if people want to know what you're up to this season, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to chat with you, see what you're up to. Where can they find you? Find me on Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N. You can also hit me up on Instagram, Valdan87. Twitter, probably the best place if you want to argue over this timeline here, because I'm just ripping it apart in my head this past week. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really about it. You also head over to Comic UI. Next weekend, Mike, it is Louisville Supercon. I know you can't make it, but anyone else wants to do it, go ahead and buy your tickets. They're on sale, I think, today. It's just Sunday. This comes out on Monday. Never mind. If you're there, going to be at Supercon this weekend, let me know. I'm going to try to be there a little bit Saturday, a little bit Sunday, maybe even Friday night. Excuse me. So uh, maybe maybe I'll get to see you there if you come down for it. Uh, if people want to know more about our episodes, maybe listen to our old review of Venom. Where can they find that at? 
Well, as always, visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show and to get our awesome show notes. And not just show notes, uh, the release schedule. Our our website's awesome because there's no ads on it ever, no pop-ups. Just a quick loading site, and you can just get all of of a really nice list of when all these movies come out. So you don't have to look for those dumb blog articles where you got to wait for like a giant hero image at the top of the screen to load, all the dumb pop-ups on the sidebar to load. You got to like swat that newsletter module away. You can just look at a nice little text list at SuperheroSlate.com and you could find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can ask your smart devices to play our podcast Mm -hmm. because I got my first uh, Google Home Mini thing and I asked it to play the Superhero Slate podcast and it played it. So I thought that was pretty rad. Uh, You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. It's the holiday season if you want to spread the love of Superhero Slate. We sell in merch uh, so you can get that at slash store and uh, we love hearing from you we love our fans uh, you reach out to us on Twitter on Instagram and in the YouTube comments we love hearing from you uh, someone shot a shot a blast right past my ballast the other day on YouTube uh, saying that Alita is going to be the best movie of next year, uh, man, I'm 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 hoping. <laughs> I mean, if that is, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be an amazing feat. So uh, that's the kind of gold you're going to find in our YouTube comments. And you know what? Uh, if it is, I'll go ahead and I'll reply to you uh, next year, and I'll say you were right. You are the super fan of all super fans for predicting yep. that. But uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and. Uh, I think a super fan, uh, Jim, is setting the is setting the record there of where if you want to be a super fan, uh, share a really weird sandwich with me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he, he shared this picture of like this pork tenderloin sandwich that had like stuffing and like cranberry sauce on it, and like I don't know if you've ever seen a you've probably seen a pork tenderloin sandwich, Chris, because you're from the Midwest. But if you're not familiar with what they look like out there, people, I mean, you basically flatten a piece of pork to about the size of a frisbee and you stick it on a normal like hamburger bun so you just got like the saucer sticking out from your bun and it's it's an amazing midwest experience so if you want to be a super fan like jim share a weird sandwich with me on the internet and uh you can be a superhero slate super fan and we will be here every week every week including next week and next week mike is a special moment for us yeah because it's episode 200 Yes, 200, and we are crossing our fingers that that Infinity War trailer drops for... Just do it for us, Marvel. Do it for us. We've been here 200 weeks, sometimes in a row, sometimes Mm -hmm. not, but we've we've done it. Just just give us a little something to hold on to. Give us a taste. Give us a taste. Sounds good. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. This will be like a a nice tight little episode. Yeah.